welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey everyone, good morning. It's Amy here. I am so delighted to see a bunch of you jumping on live. Got to admit, we had a tech glitch this morning. So apologies if you really wanted to join me live but you didn't get your email in time. Sometimes things just don't work out. Um, which is essentially <laughs> essentially the topic of today. Uh, I'm going to tell you a whole lot of things about times when things just didn't work out. And I wasn't going to do this but since, we, since, since uh, Amy's workday has started off with a bit of a clangor, Let's do it. I um so as you know, if you're a regular listener, hello everybody who's a subscriber on Apple Podcasts. If you are listening through a podcast app, I would be so grateful if you could take a moment and leave me a review and uh, subscribe to my channel. It makes a difference. It really does makes a difference in my business. So if you get value from these podcasts, I'd be so grateful if you could do that. Give me some stars. Love that. It's the prana way of conveying prana in the podcasting dimension. Uh, anyway, so um, I've been podcasting now for, I don't know, what, four years, I guess. Uh, every Thursday morning, 6 a.m. my time, bam, I'm on it, uh, chatting with you guys. And um, a lot of people in my community, you know, my clients and the people in my group programs, they say things to me like, oh, I really want to do more Facebook Lives or I really want to start my own podcast or I'd like to record a guided meditation or some online videos for my students but I'm terrified Amy you make it look so easy or it seems to come so naturally to you but for me it would be so hard and I just don't know what to do and so here's the I'll give you the red hot tip folks so I've been doing this for four years this morning tech fail uh every every Thursday for four years I've been sending you all an email an hour before we get going saying hey be there in an hour. Join me. It's going to be awesome. Come hang out. Today, that email didn't go out. <laughs> I don't know why. Just didn't. Uh, so, um, you know, things go wrong. But and and you know, back when I started, I was so I was so nervous about doing these that I would write out the entire forty-five minutes word for word in a word document. Uh, hint, I would do that at my soul-sucking corporate job because you keep the font size small enough, no one else can tell that you're writing a yoga podcast script instead of some kind of boring corporate report. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure that's in breach of the yamas, but you guys know how I feel about Patanjali anyway. Anyway, uh, so I would write out the entire script and the very, very first one I did, I was so nervous. I kind of like launched all the technology half an hour before I needed to I kept refreshing everything to make sure it was okay. I kept jiggling all the cables of my – actually, I think back then I didn't even have, like, Wi-Fi in my house. I was running a business with, a like, a dongle. Like, seriously, you know, what? Um, so nervous. I had my script. It was going to be okay. All I had to do was sit there and read it out. And so the time came and, uh, you know, okay, great. Let's do it. Press the recorder. Excellent. Get started. Pretend that I'm peppy and – you know, in person, even though I'm reading the script, drawing on all of my high school debate club training. Great. Got through it. Actually felt quite good. I think it was all right. I, I probably went a bit fast. I was probably a bit nervous. I was sweating like a crazy lady, but I think I made it. Excellent. I'll just check the replay so that I can send it out to people who couldn't join me live. Just listen back to it. What? Nothing's happening. What? What? That's right, folks. I did the entire 45-minute live podcast with my microphone on silent. That really happened. So, you know, if you are worried about an epic fail, four years ago that happened. Uh, pretty, you know, that I would call that advanced epic fail. That happened four years later this morning. We still have a clangor. Things still go wrong. So, you know, sometimes you fall out of a headstand. So it's okay. Just check your cervical spine and get back to it. Um, you know, everybody fucks things up. Sorry, Apple Podcasts. Like, it's all right. It's part of yoga. You can't know success unless you know failure, right? I had a dream about 
hair. I had a, one of those dreams of, you know, I don't know if anyone else is. I don't normally talk about Amy's woo-woo life, but hey, it wouldn't be a podcast unless there was some oversharing on my part. So I, uh, one of the woo-woo things that I don't often disclose, because I'm not a big fan of the new age, is that I do do myself a little bit of dream interpretation uh, when I wake up in the mornings. Last night, I dreamt about dirty hair. I was going to this very special event and I hadn't washed my hair and I was freaking out about it. You know how everything is re- everything is really bad in a dream? Uh, it was like a high school reunion. You know those things where you know it doesn't matter, but it really matters. Anyway, so I was going to this high school reunion and I had dirty hair and I was so scared about it. And I said, well, I woke up this morning, checked the dream diary thing, whatever. And it says, problems are imminent. Well, it looks like my problems were... Um, the podcast oh well here we are i've got the recording on my microphone is not muted we're gonna have a great time um but all of this to say that you know things go bad things go sideways it's okay and that's what we're going to talk about today because the topic of today is really taking you behind the scenes of my retreat so as you know the abundant yoga teacher retreat is really uh not only is it one of my most favorite things to do in my business It is one of my most favorite things to do in my whole life. And when you put that up against binge watching HBO dramas in the sun, uh, you know, sitting on a beautiful patio, drinking a nice glass of wine in Italy and just playing with my dog. I mean, I'm serious. It's one of my most favorite things to do of all time. And, and, I could rave about the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat for days. In fact, I was talking with one of my beautiful clients, Alison Kelsey, in her, one of her sessions um, recently about how do you stand up in front of people and confidently sell what it is that you have to offer? How do you feel great about that? And we were talking about that the biggest hack I have for that is that you have to love so much what it is that you do that you could talk about it for days. You know, it has to be at the point of essentially infatuation. You know, when I remember this time in my life, maybe, I don't know if it happens every time you sort of fall in love, but I remember one, the first time I ever like fell in love for real. You know, when you have that one, like, oh, I really like you. Oh, I really like you. And then wham, you actually get what all of those rom-coms are about. Oh, this is falling in love. I remember that person in my life. Bless all of my friends and family and pretty much, you know, strangers in the street who encountered me at that time because I could not stop talking about how much I was in love. I was so infatuated. You know, the, um, in, in the yoga tradition, how some of the goddesses just exude the smell of like lotus. Who is it? Is it Lakshmi that smells like lotus all the time? Well, you would have thought that this person was had that sort of quality. The way that I was raving about how much I was in love, it was cray-cray. And, I mean, that's infatuation, you know, when, when, when the other person could do nothing wrong, when all you want to do is think about them, when everything makes you just stop and go, ah. You know, it's like if you were a cartoon, little hearts would come out of your eyeballs. You're just so crazy. That's how you got to feel about what it is that you have to offer so that you can confidently stand up in a room full of people and say, hey, folks, before we break for lunch, I want to tell you about this yoga teacher training I've got coming up. Or, hey, everybody, thanks for a great class. Before we finish up tonight, I'd love to tell you all about a half-day mini retreat I've got coming up in a month. If you feel that in love with what it is that you're sharing, you will talk about it with anybody who will listen and probably people who won't. Um, that's the ticket and that's how I feel about the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat. Honestly, I could just do podcast after podcast and tell you nothing about how awesome it is and all the reasons why I think you should come. Hint, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. You're welcome. We're half full. Get on it if you want to come. But here's the thing. This this January, when we go back to do it all again, and uh, so far seven fabulous women have signed up to come along. Can't wait to hang out with you all in person. Some of you coming back again for the second time. Yes. Uh, and it's not just open to the ladies, fellas. It's just the nature of our industry that we are about 90% chicks working to fix that. Right, Greg? Working on that. Uh, totally open to all genders, wherever you fall and place yourself on the gender spectrum, you are welcome at the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat. But so far, this 
So the one coming up in January, it's just seven women so far. Fabulous women so far. Uh, and I know that it's going to be awesome because they are awesome and they are easeful and a pleasure and a delight for me to teach. And I just rock up and do my thing and have a blast and so does everybody else. And it wasn't always that way. And that's what I want to talk about today. You know, it... <laughs> Uh, so this will be my 10th uh, time, I think, teaching at this venue, and it will be my 5th or 6th Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat, teaching this same or very similar retreat style. But i got to tell you, I've been teaching retreats since I was probably about four months out of my yoga teacher training, and dang it. Uh, they weren't always this easy. And that's what I want to share with you today. For anybody who is um, thinking of having a retreat or maybe for anybody who has recently had an event that didn't go so well. I remember beautiful Sam Seegers, the first time um, I became aware of her as a part of my community was because I was talking about retreats and she shared in the chat on the uh, podcast just like this that the first retreat she'd ever done was in Japan and it had taken her six months to recover from it because it was such a disaster. These days, for a highly sensitive person, an empath like me, very aware of staying in foreign places. Uh, you know, insomnia is my friend when I'm on the road. Um, I, I am hypersensitive to energy vampires. For me to be able to go away for a week with a group of people who I don't really know and leave feeling more energized is phenomenal. But that is the reality of my retreats these days because I've honed it down to be what I love to do, nothing but what I love to do, and to only be available to to work with people that I love. And like I said, it wasn't always this way. So here I want to tell you today some Get in my rocking chair and sit by the fire with you all and tell you some stories from the Amy McDonald Yoga Retreat back catalogue about how bad I got it in the past because if you feel in a funk because something that you've done went sideways or an email that you had scheduled didn't go out on time or anything like that, I got you. I bet you. I bet you. I have sucked at it harder and here I am. Still cracking on multiple six-figure yoga business and freaking loving it every goddamn day. So it's possible for you too. So let's take it way back. I'm going to go in chronological order. Folks, if you've got a horror story, let's like laugh about them, share them. Let's build some solidarity today. You can type that into the Q&A box. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or the replay, send me an email or hit me up in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group. Because, like, there is no shame, no beating yourself up, no succumbing to the inner critic on any of this stuff. If you've fluffed something up catastrophically in the past, you're in good company. you got to fuck it up so that you can celebrate the success, right? You need to know both sides of the complementary forces. So Amy's very first yoga teacher retreat, uh, I uh, was in Dalesford, which is um, – it's central Victoria in Australia, and it is one of those, it's spa country. So it's one of those towns that's full of natural therapies, there's natural mineral springs, there's lots of places to go for massage, it's where people go away for romantic weekends, it's more Airbnbs than actual people living there, you get the idea. And uh, I rented my friend's holiday house. <laughs> and I think I had, I don't know, like maybe I had eight people maybe coming. And some of them were, my, about half of them were my friends. And um, I took my dog because I didn't have like a dog sitter. And I was living in Melbourne and I did all the catering myself and I took it all up there. I charged, get this, I charged $100. This was in like 2009. I charged $100 for each per person for two nights accommodation, two yoga classes a day, a meditation class and all the food. And I mean, like, I cooked some seriously good food back in the day when I still cooked food. Um, it was ridiculous. I think I just made enough money to cover my expenses, and that doesn't include, like, my petrol. Like, it was crazy. That's the whole other story about radical undercharging that we could talk about at another time. So I was so grateful for anyone who would come because I was in serious poverty consciousness, desperado energy. Hello, if you're there. Um, this is not to judge you. It's just to say there are brighter days ahead. 
stay close, young grasshopper. I'll teach you everything I got. But back then I was like desperate. You know, it was bad. Anyway, so, so here's some of the things that went wrong in that retreat. One, um, two of the people who came, there were a couple, they were my friends. This, this holiday house that I rented, it had one bedroom that had a double bed and all the other bedrooms had bunk beds. These two, this couple, they put on a protest in front of everybody else that they should get the double bed and that I should bunk in with everyone else. Now, like I said earlier, I'm an empath, highly sensitive person. Ten years ago, I didn't kind of get that very well. All I knew was there was no way in hell I was going to be able to survive cooking for everybody, teaching everybody, holding space for everybody, putting up with everybody's drama if I had to share a room with them at night as well. That double bed was mine, baby, and I was going into that room and shutting the door for at least 30 minutes a day to survive. But these two put up a protest and, like, we were in some kind of debate in front of everybody else about all the reasons why they should have the room. It was awkward. Finally, I got my way. Hello, I was in charge, but anyway. Uh, and I got the room, but that was awkward. Uh, then, they, then there was a protest about noble silence. Again, as an empath and an HSP, having noble silence is really important to me. From, you know, overnight, not talking until after yoga in the morning, no talking. I still do that on my retreats to this day to help people have a sense of space and privacy and for svadhyaya, right, for self-reflection. You need to avoid chitty-chatty. But again, there was a mutiny. Well, we came here on retreat. We don't want to have to be silent. You're you're stifling our ability to make friends with new people. Like, this is what happened in the room. And so I took a vote, like a silent ballot. Fortunately, Noble Silence won by one vote. It was like freaking, oh, we were, I was going to make an analogy to the votes in Florida, but I won't do that because that didn't work out well. But it did work out well for me, thankfully. That happened. Then there was the moment when we were all in Shavasana and I was doing a yoga nidra for everybody and my dog randomly jumped onto someone's stomach, freaked her out. That happened. Then, uh, as if that wasn't enough, then there was the woman who was just like, you know, there's one in every crowd who's like, how do we say this nicely? <laughs> i got to tell you, this is how I want to call it. She was the pain in the ass person. She was the person who needs extra attention. You know, there is someone in your class right now who is that person. You know that, highly addicted to telling you about their injuries and never healing from them, etc. She was that person. She was convinced that even though I had handmade all of these beautiful organic cotton eye pillows with lavender that I had grown and I dried and made myself and I'd applique them all, I was so, so excited to... She was allergic to lavender in an anaphylactic way, so she said. And so all of the eye pillows that I'd made for everybody's delight had to be double wrapped in shopping bags and left in the boot of my car. Then uh, this same woman became aware that, in fact, my preferred yoga philosophy, where I draw my teachings from historically, are from the tantras. She was more of a new age woman herself, and she thought that tantras meant the bouchika wow wow part of tantra. Let's not get Amy on her soapbox there. So she uh, solicited me or tried to um, to have sex with her on the retreat because I was a tantrika and that meant that, you know, she and I would have like cosmic bliss in the bedroom and she proceeded to tell me all the reasons why and for her it was mostly about pranayama and all of this was going on in the span of Friday night through to Sunday afternoon. So as you can imagine, it was kind of an interesting energetic soup and if you're wondering my answer to that very uh flattering <laughs> invitation was hell no so all of that that was my very first retreat welcome to retreats amy would you like to do this as a substantial part of your business going forward for the next 10 years <laughs> god help me but i decided the answer to that question was yes so fast forward to uh amy's first retreat teaching by herself in bali Yes. No, hang on. Next, The next retreat I taught was uh, in Thailand at IWP where I teach my retreats to this day. And for and at that time, luck, I, bless them, the women who run that retreat center, they were putting on a retreat over Christmas. So for everybody who sort of wanted to escape Christmas or wasn't down with Christmas, it was like Boxing Day to New, New Year's Day was kind of the span of the retreat. And they asked me to come and be the yoga teacher. So 
a lot of oil would teach a bit of Buddhist philosophy and meditation, mindfulness, and I would teach yoga asana twice a day. Great. They do everything I just show up and teach. Brilliant. Now, at that retreat, there was a woman who was attending who had done the same teacher training I had like six months before in Chiang Mai. And she decided that there was going to be, um, what do you call it in politics? A leadership spill. <laughs> that even though I was the yoga teacher, she was going to challenge me on everything I taught and uh, look to undermine my authority to the point where uh, it was like the second last day and I was teaching Shushasana 1. Head, actually, I was teaching tripod headstand. Tripod headstand. I call that Shushasana 2. I don't know what other people call it, but you know what I mean. Tri- uh, then. And, um, and I'm teaching it and I'm doing the demo and I'm demoing with a student about how to do this in partners to keep it safe and stable and all of those good things. And she says <laughs> to everybody, she says, Amy, this is terribly dangerous and I really don't think you should be teaching it right in front of everyone. Uh, and I, um, I was so shaken that um, I stopped teaching that pose. I moved on with my class. And then after, and then during the same class, she said, you know, Amy, I think you should let me teach the yoga tonight, this afternoon, instead of you, because this is really dangerous for everybody. And I was so shaken by that that I said, okay. I told her yes. Like I just crapped all over my own boundaries to the point where I gave all of my power away and let her teach. Terrible. That was my first international retreat. Then fast forward to Amy teaching her own retreat, no co-teacher, no retreat center planning at all for her. Amy's hired a hotel in Bali. And um, and again, I was still, I was working on my wealth consciousness. This is probably six years ago. I was getting better, but I was still not totally healed. I still had some pretty big money drama. And so I I was looking for people wherever I could and I had posted my retreat in a meetup group and I had told the the owner of the meetup group that if someone bought with her special link, I would give her an affiliate payment. That turned into its own shit show, but again, that's for another podcast. Anyway, so this woman signs up for my retreat from the meetup group. I had no idea who she was. She'd never been to any of my classes before. I knew nothing about her, but like I said, I was so stuck in low vibe money mindset that I was saying yes to anybody so she shows up and she is that person you know the what did we call her before the person that you get sometimes I don't get them anymore but it used to be a common thing there would be one person in anything I ever did who was essentially a pain in the ass and this was this woman and bless her at the time my sister Laura who some of you know she works in my business now and I'm so lucky to have her but my my beautiful sister had agreed to come on that retreat with me and work as my assistant bless and because we had an odd number of people my beautiful sister got to room with this woman she was this woman's roommate thank goodness like you know how there are angels in your life my sister if she is one of these angels and um so they're rooming together and I think it was like the third day I had a, a room separate from everybody else and after the meditation at night my sister and I would go to my room and just like debrief and you know she would drink a coke and I would drink a beer and we would kind of like just hash it out because it was not an easy thing this retreat particularly because of this particular woman and also my sister just didn't want to go back to her room because this woman so she tells me my sister tells I said well you know do you you can stay what you don't want to go back to your room I could tell there was like this hesitation she didn't want to go back to her room and I said what's going on and she said oh well my roommate she orders room service every night and she sits up and watches tv and eats room service until like 11 o'clock so there's no point me going back anyway now this is after Amy has if you know Ubud at all there are some amazing raw vegan restaurants in Ubud and I rather than using the food at the hotel I would have you know, Indonesian men come in on mopeds every day, three times a day to deliver us food from these cafes. So the food was amazing. So this is after we'd had amazing dinner. This woman would do meditation and go back to her room and order like a chicken parmigiana and a couple of glasses of wine and sit on a bed and watch TV. And hey, I am not here to judge, you know, like look at the left hand path of tantra left hand of tantra you know you want to like sit in the cremation ground and eat out of a skull and call that yoga bring it 
you want to eat chicken parma in bed and drink a few reds, whatever. But it was an interesting behavior to present when you're sharing with someone else, particularly when you're sharing with the assistant from the yoga retreat. So that all happened every night of the retreat. We were there for a week, folks. Uh, and then by the last full day, I, you know, get up early, whatever, go down to the sala, sweep it out, lay out the mats, light the incense, put out some new flowers, frangipani on everybody's mat, all that. I was totally in over delivery mode because like I said, I was still healing my money story. Sit down, meditate for about three minutes because I'm freaking out that something's going to go sideways. Okay, we're ready to teach. Everybody arrives except this woman. And I'm quite nervous. I'm thinking, you know, it's Bali. She's been eating off book. Maybe she's unwell. Maybe she's had a heat stroke situation. What's going on? Uh, so, um, I, you know, call my sister over. I'm like, you know, is she okay? Do we need to get the doctor or something happened? And she says to me, Oh, she's actually decided to go scuba diving today. Now she didn't tell me this chick. But apparently she booked herself in for a one-day trip to the beach to go scuba diving. Uh, and off she went um, because she'd prefer to do that than be on my retreat with everyone else. Now, I don't know if that feels normal to you. I've been on a few retreats myself. And the idea of – in fact, I remember once I was on a retreat with one of my old teachers. And I, sh- I just sat out I, – I, I don't know why – period or something whatever just exhausted insomnia I don't know but for one of the morning yoga classes I just decided it was going to be better for me to stay in bed rather than go to asana and over breakfast she chewed me out about it because of the damage it did to the collective container and that how I should have just come down and sat on the mat anyway even if I wasn't going to practice but that I'd you know it was bad juju for me to not be there and everybody noticed and it was disruptive and it might have been the most kind way to teach me that lesson but it was a powerful lesson and I you know, I, I still believe that. So it never occurred to me that someone would just decide to go scuba diving for a day rather than, like, you know, be at the retreat that they were actually on. I think this woman actually signed up to come to my retreat because it was a safe way for her to go to Bali for a holiday without feeling like she was going by herself. That's actually what happened. So that was Amy's first solo retreat in Bali. Now, you would think, Right. If I haven't, are you getting the sense of this, folks? Like, this is how bad retreats can actually go. This is the stuff that people don't tell you. This all really happened to me. You would think after a scuba diving lady that maybe Amy would check. Maybe this isn't the right thing to be doing. But hell no. Next year, Amy does another one of these retreats, this time without an assistant <laughs> by herself in Bali. And uh, I'd been doing some Facebook ads because I'd taught myself that and I was getting quite good at it, in fact. So good that the corrupt immigration police on Java, uh, on, on Bali, uh, saw my Facebook ads. And during the asana class one morning, so suddenly there's three men, uh, in jeans and black shirts and baseball caps standing at the side of the sala watching me teach yoga. And they're like, Hey, we need to talk to you. We need your passport. Um, and, and I went over and said, look, I'm in the middle of a class. Could I talk to you over breakfast? And they're like, right, we'll wait for you in the restaurant. So, okay, uh, feeling a bit sick about that, but continue to teach. I wasn't particularly present during that Shavasana, let's just say. Turn up to breakfast. They're like, don't worry, it's fine. We just need to check your passport. Could you go get it for us? Like, yeah, okay. What, are you, what else do you say? Go get the passport, bring it down. They're like, oh, it's totally fine. Like, we're just going to keep this and then just come into Denpasar when your retreat's finished. We'll give it back to you. We've just got a couple of questions. Now, my parents lived in Indonesia for some time. I should have known better that this was dodgy, but I was so preoccupied with making sure that nobody noticed, smoothing everything over, keeping everybody's experience on track that I gave these men my passport. Hello. Right. Fast forward, retreat's over. Retreat, I talked to the manager at the hotel. He's like, you know what? That's weird. That doesn't happen. I think you're in trouble. I'm going to come with you. Thank God. Again, here is another angel in my life. Like, I think this guy was an avatar of Brahma. Seriously. Like he was like, you know, all of the gods mixed into one. And he came with me, drove me to the consulate, to the immigration police rather. And so we go into the counter and take a number and go up to the, yes, I'm here to collect my passport, answer some questions. And the woman gives us this funny look and she says, oh, I think you're in the wrong place. I think you need to actually go uh, down the back of the building, around the back to where there's this kind of hut, right? Again, alarm bells much. 
And I could tell that the owner of the hotel was getting more nervous. So we leave the official building and we go down the side of the building to this where all the all the scooters are parked, all the motorcycles are parked, down further to this building that's essentially just got this huge TV and all of these broken up old vinyl uh, armchairs. And there's this there's the men that were at the hotel sitting around playing cards. <laughs> you can kind of get where I'm going, huh? And and they tell me, oh, it's not time yet. You're early. We were right on time. So we sit down, like noon was the time. So we sit down in these chairs and they make me wait for two hours while they're watching TV, playing cards. And in the room at the back, there is a woman. Um, I can hear her yelling. And uh, they told me later that she was from Taiwan, Taiwanese lady yelling. And then a whole other, a whole bunch of women turn up. Um, like four other women with their lunch boxes, they're in their uniform. They're obviously on their lunch break. They've come to watch because one of these men gets out a taser and goes down to this Taiwanese woman and starts tasering like the bars on the cell that she's in. And she's screaming and the taser's going off and everybody's eating their lunch and kind of giggling about how funny it is to watch this woman get tasered. That happened. And then they say, okay, it's finally time. Now, by this time, Amy has a close relationship with her glycemic index. You know what it's like. If you are like me and you haven't had a snack, you get the shakes, you get the sweats, and you get vague as hell. I was in that point two hours after lunch because I thought I was just going to answer a couple of questions, get my passport, take the hotel owner out for lunch. It's now after 2 o'clock and I am a mess. And so we go into the room and essentially he proceeds to threaten me with lawsuits and fines and he would not speak English to me. He would only speak Bahasa even though I knew he spoke English because he spoke English beautifully with me at the hotel. But suddenly now he has no English. Everything has to get translated through the through the hotel owner. And essentially he just bribed me <laughs> that he was going to do all sorts of bad things to me because, because according to him I was in breach of some kind of legislation that he would only show me written in Bahasa. I know I wasn't, but anyway... And uh, he said, well, if you, unless you pay me 2000 Australian dollars, I'm going to put you in that cell and I'm going to taser you too. Right. So what do you do? Now, like I said, Amy's money story, still in the process of healing. No way I had two grand on me. Like, are you kidding? Who just has $2,000 hanging around in their bank account that you can pay some corrupt immigration guy? No one. Not me. Um and no judgment if you're a yoga teacher and the idea of just having two grand kicking around that you don't need is a dream. I get it. Um, so we talk him down and through some, again, this angel messenger in my life, the hotel owner, manages to convince this guy that, in fact, my profit margin was so small that all I could possibly afford was 500 Australian dollars. And again, I didn't have it on me, but the hotel owner, he pulls out his wallet. He has this cash. I thank God. And and he did this, you know, this thing when you're being bribed that you can't pass the money over. I remember this so vividly. You can't pass the money over the desk. You have to literally put your hand around the side of the desk so that the guy around the other side can take the money. That's what you. That's how you pass a bribe with a corrupt official. In case you were wondering, I hope you never need that skill in the future. So that happened. And I just wanted to vomit. I was shaking. I, like, I think we stopped at a 7-Eleven. He got me like a Coke or a Sun. What do you call it? I don't even know what these drinks are called. Fanta or something. Because I was just in such a blood sugar situation. I cried the whole way back to the hotel. I had another two weeks in Bali because I was just going to go to a beautiful hotel, go to the yoga barn, eat raw food and smoothies and bliss out with my $500 profit. <laughs> Which was gone. You know, we go to an ATM, I pull out the last of my cash, I give it to the guy, and he felt so bad for me. He let me stay at the hotel for free for another week. I changed my ticket, I went home early. Like, it was just the worst. And there are some days I still wake up and think how angry I was that I let myself be manipulated because I'd actually done nothing wrong, but we won't get into that. The reason I'm sharing this story is because I really want to make the point that, like, Retreats can be fucked and they can be really hard and you can do things really, really badly. And you know what? It's ultimately okay. Like what have I just shared? Four of, what have I, what have I have taught? Ten retreats in my life. Four of them had some serious bumps. Uh, and yet the people who were on them still loved them. 
the women who are on the immigration police retreat, <laughs> just how I refer to it, they've come to my retreat subsequently. They didn't know that all of that was going on. Like, it was okay. It cost me my profit margin, which wasn't much to start with. But, hey, I've got this story to share with you guys. And these days, I know what makes for a great retreat. I know what not to do, you know. Um, I, there, I know how to be safe and hold space well. And, look, I've <laughs> I'll tell you this one more story. Um, type into the Q&A box if you've got any questions about retreats or any reflections if you want to share any of your own drazamas from retreat. Here's another thing I've done. Um, I had a woman a couple of years ago sign up for my retreat. Uh, she was asking about another program and I was providing her with answers. I thought, she, you know, she was going to sign up for that. And then all of a sudden, bing, I get this report in my inbox that she's actually gone ahead and bought the retreat instead of the program she was looking for. Okay. Um, but, I, you know, I had I had my spidey senses about this lady. Um, she, she'd been asking a whole lot of kind of wacky questions and contradicting herself. And it was something that was a bit weird about her energy I'm just going to say it like that because I think in this community we're okay with that sort of language anyway she signs up for the retreat and I sent her the contract and the welcome packet and she was and then she started asking me all of these questions about refunds and what if this happened and what if that happened and my welcome packet folks who have been on my retreat you know this it's really clear like this is exactly what I'm going to do this is exactly what you need to do this is exactly my terms and conditions and if you don't like them don't sign the contract let me know and I'll send your money straight back but she had all of these questions in the meantime another one of the people who had signed up for my retreat found out that this woman had signed up and she sent me an email and she said look I want to be a yogi I don't want to be a bitch but I gotta let you know I don't think she's quite right and because I value what you do I just think that maybe you need to think about having her on the retreat because it may impact the group. Now, this woman who sent me the email, she is one of the most discreet, polite, filled with grace yoga teachers I know. And this sort of, it was not a bitchy email by any means. And I could tell that she had agonized over not only writing it, but whether or not she should have sent it at all. Like it was, it was really well crafted. It was so generous in its energy and I knew that it had taken her a lot to actually send it to me but it was the indicator I needed to know that the woman this other woman was a was a no-go she was a no fit for me and so and I know I've had clients who have been in this situation I needed to stand up stand in my power withhold my boundaries write her a note and say hey Jane um Thanks for sending me through all of the questions. I think what's happening here is this retreat just might not be for you. So what I'm going to do is refund you your retreat registration and offer the place to someone else instead. And I did. I gave her her money back because it wasn't the right fit for me. And I had got to the point in my yoga teaching career where I was no longer available to have scuba diving woman or tantric sex woman or all of the other wackadoodles that I had said yes to because I was desperate for anybody to come along. These days, man, I have, I, the last group that I taught, some of them are here listening now, some of them will be on the, listening to the replay. Hey, ladies. They were just amazing. Like, you know, the sort of yoga group of yoginis that you just think, I want all of them to be my friends and to come over for dinner. Like I would go help them move house if they asked me to. And that's a pretty big sign of a friendship. You know it. Um, they were just miraculous. They all came together beautifully. They're still checking in with each other and hanging out and going out for lunch and connecting and teaching things together. And like it's amazing the connections that were made at that retreat. They were the dream team. And it's because I am not available anymore for wackadoodles or for people who just aren't going to be the right fit. Um, there are people who who get on Skype with me. They, they ask, I, I'm not sure if the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat is right for me. Can I jump on the phone and talk with you about it? And my answer to that every time is yes. Because I want to know, if you're if you're not sure, maybe it's not for you and I don't want you either. Um, and, and when people do ha get on the phone with me, like um, one of the women who's just signed up, 
the most recent woman to sign up to come to my retreat in January, we had a chat on the phone because she has some health stuff and she really needed to know the God's honest truth from me um, so that she could make a great choice for herself. And I am not getting on the phone trying to seduce anybody into signing up. And I don't think any of us should be doing that about anything that we offer. I was just telling her exactly as it is. She was concerned about mosquitoes. And my answer was, yeah, there are mosquitoes. It's northern Thailand. And they come out at dawn and dusk, and there's lots of insect spray, and we'll get you a mosquito net for over your bed. But during meals and during during the business classes in the afternoons, there will be mosquitoes. It is open air. There is no fly screens. You will need insect repellent. And that's how it is. Um, and she gets to make a choice because I'm telling her exactly what it's like. This is exactly how the showers work. This is exactly what room sharing is like. This is exactly how hard your time mattress is going to be. <laughs> this is exactly how many roosters are going to crow in the morning, probably before you're ready for them to do it. Uh, because, I, again, I've dropped any people-pleasing energy about seducing people onto my retreat. Now, once people are there, it's my job to make sure they have a great experience to the degree that I can. But I'm no longer saying yes to anyone who will come, strangers, people I don't know, um, people who don't know me, danger. If they don't know me, um, you know, that's kind of risky. I'm not for everybody. I'm an acquired taste and not for everyone. Um, not everybody's going to like it. People should know that in advance before they give me $3,000. That's important. So I'm going to summarize because I'm aware of time. Thank everybody for joining me live here and for saying hello in the Q&A box. I love seeing all of those hellos. If you haven't, if you're here live and you haven't typed a hello in, uh, type a hello. We got off to a shaky start this morning because of, oh, I think everything actually went wrong this morning, but you have those days. So here's a summary. Um, I teach retreats. I've taught retreats since I first qualified as a yoga teacher. Now teaching retreats is my favorite thing to do in my yoga business and it is one of my most favorite things to do in my life and to say that for someone who is an introvert a highly sensitive person on the I am an empath through and through I'm an energetic empath I am so vulnerable to other people's energy energy vampires all of that to take myself away from my own house for a week is highly disruptive to my vibe and despite all of that, teaching retreats, teaching my abundant yoga teacher retreats in Thailand is one of my most favorite things to do in my life. Why? Because I have done all the mistakes already, touch wood, I've done enough. I've had someone puke from food poisoning. I've had someone think they've got deep vein thrombosis and have to go to hospital. I've had someone um, have a snake in their bed. I've had someone go scuba diving. I've had someone suggest that she and I should have sex in the lunch break. I've had someone be anaphylactically allergic to lavender. I've had someone take over my classes because she thought she was a better yoga teacher than me. I've had I've, I've had threatened of being tasered because I hadn't got the right paperwork. I did have the right paperwork. I, all of it. You think you it's going to go bad? I've done all of it. <laughs> this is behind the scenes. Um, and I still... Cannot wait to be back on retreat in January because through making all of those mistakes, I've learned so much about how to do it right. You know, it's, and it's like with anything that we offer in our businesses, it could all go wrong. It might. And you know what? You've got this. You've got this. Yoga isn't about doing pretzels with your body. Yoga is about putting you in a situation where you are confronted with adversity so that you can practice in a controlled laboratory environment that is your sticky mat, how to overcome it with grace, how to call in your superpowers, God, the divine, your inner higher self, whatever you want to call it, your cities, and overcome adversity with grace. Why else would you do Astavakrasana? I mean, really. What about that pose makes sense? Okay, all of you are Yengis. List me out all of the reasons why it's good for your pituitary gland. I love you. But my point is, it's essentially so that you can overcome adversity, right? Don't you think? Astavakrasana, crooked sage pose. Well, I mean, why? 
because uh, because you figure it out and you get better at it and one day you go holy smokes look at me I'm doing this and then one day you go holy smokes I just jumped back to Chaturanga Dandasana from this like what the hell I'm awesome overcoming adversity so if you have a problem child in your yoga classes if you are um if someone is trying to manipulate you about your terms and conditions if you've taught something and you got home and thought I think that was a flop if you've had a student who felt called to tell you all of the reasons that you were a terrible teacher know that you are not alone I have done that I have done all of those things just in the retreat environment you want to know about things that can go wrong in a class that's a whole other podcast it's okay you're in great company I fucked it up already <laughs> I'm paving the way for you I got this and you've got this too you know um being in service having your highest intention at the forefront and going out and doing what you know best to do is deeply deeply um the path of the spiritual warrior you know keep going don't be disheartened because something might not have panned out exactly as you wanted it to that happened to me 45 minutes ago when you didn't all get your reminder email on time and you didn't all get your your facebook message on time because we fucked it up today it's all right the right people are still here people are still listening to the replay you know i'm still i still showed up um it's all right you know i wanted to take everybody behind the scenes today because from the outside for some of us it can look like everybody everyone else has all of their shit together except us but it's just not true we're all human we're all god having a human experience bumbling along figuring it out as we go things can go catastrophically wrong and it's still okay if someone had told me look i don't think you should teach this retreat because someone's going to threaten you with a taser and a million dollar us million dollar fine i probably would have said yeah you're right maybe i won't do this one <laughs> but no one told me and i did it and it's okay it's all okay so folks you know don't be disheartened by your setbacks know that not even the people that you think have it the most together in the whole world don't if you watched katherine budig's ted talk about the flack that she got from being on the cover of yoga journal you want to think someone who looks like she's got it all together and actually is just a real person like everybody else go watch that ted talk we don't we don't have it all together oh i've got to do a plug i'm currently reading phil goldberg's biography of yogananda it's awesome get it i can't put it down it's so great and it, again i mean paramahamsa yogananda he got taken to court he got sued he had really defamatory uh, inflammatory stuff published in the press about him and he just kept coming back and doing it like if that guy can get sledged off in public and get ripped off by people that he loved and can keep getting back up and and look at the self realization institute now look at the people who are still devotees the amazing people who are still devotees of paramahamsa yogananda talk about a legacy right you know we may, maybe we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him he had all of this stuff happen to him too maybe no one threatened to taser him but i don't think they had tasers in 1936 my point is everybody goes through this you're not alone if you think that you've just had a stinker of a class or someone's trying to manipulate you into refunding something or extending something or doing something that's not right you're in the right place we got you there is so much support for you here and know that all of this stuff all of this uh you know all of this kind of like seems like negative karma that's coming up all the samskaras that seem to be coming up in business actually this gets to be part of your yoga and how you overcome this adversity gets to be part of your yoga as well it does make you stronger i know that sounds like a cliche but it's a cliche because it's true it does uh get to help you use the skills that you've learned in yoga on your in in, in the sense of yoga off the mat uh and it does get easier every time to the point where you can go from the disaster zone retreats that i've described through to i cannot wait to be back in thailand in january with the most amazing group of yoga teachers having the best time ever like i keep saying teaching my retreats these days it's one of the highlights of my life and i got a pretty good life <laughs> you know uh so that's that did for today folks let me just check in with the q and a if there's anything i need to get back to you hello from london says somebody that i don't know hello from london don't know who that is but hello from london yay 
Uh, folks, if you want to come on retreat with me, we're, we are at, uh, we're over half full, um, but we do have places left. And the payment plan is still available. It won't be for very much longer, just simply because uh, there's not enough time to have a payment plan. <laughs> but if you want to jump in with the payment plan, you can. I think we've got a three-part payment plan to save yourself a seat. Go and a mat and a bed and a whole lot of dishes. Delicious. Uh, check it out, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. Go look at the web page. I mean, I could rave about it. I am still infatuated with it. I am still completely in the honeymoon phase of my relationship with the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat. I think I will stay there forever. Uh, but there is a truckload of video and written testimonials from past participants. Look at what they got to say about it. Watch what they got to say about it. It's not just me that's infatuated. And you can tell because people come back. You know, people don't just come once. People come back uh, repeatedly, which is awesome. I'd love to have you there if it's right for you. Now, like I was saying before, if you're not sure, if you've got questions, um, email me. Uh, let's jump on Skype and answer them for you. I don't do heavy sales. I'm not interested in it. I don't want anybody on that retreat who's not the perfect fit. So let's find out if you are. Email me at amy at amymcdonald.com.au. You don't have to be an advanced yoga practitioner. We've had people still doing their teacher training. Come on that retreat, all Drew yogis, Vinyasa yogis, Ashtangis, Iyengis, Bikramis, Anusaris, like all sorts of yoga people come on that retreat. It's not about the yoga that you do. It's about the energy that you have. And if you like having fun with a group of like-minded folks, then you're going to be a good fit. I can answer all of your questions like Danny wanted to know, are there PowerPoints in the bedroom? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, someone else wanted to know, can you eat the salad? Where do I get a SIM card? Will I be able to still check my inbox because I'm enrolling? I think Lisa wanted to know, can she still check her inbox because she'll be enrolling her term? Uh, she'll be enrolling term one and she needs to know. Yes, all of those things. You got any questions like that? Ask me. I want you to know that uh, whether or not this is the right choice for you. So answering questions like that helps. Don't be shy. There are no silly questions. I promise you um, we'll get you sorted. Just shoot me an email, amy at amymcdonald.com.au. The link again to get yourself a seat a mat, a bed, and a whole lot of delicious food for the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. Uh, and again, you know, if you think that something that you've just done has been a colossal shit show, I promise I've done it worse and I survived and I can't wait to do it all again. Take care, folks. Thanks for joining me live and I'll speak with you all again soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>